Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash iopanel. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Look, they have stuff in the middle. Look. What are you eating? Slim. I'm sorry, I didn't eat like a whole chicken like you just now. I'm going to eat a whole chicken. <laughs> I did not eat a whole chicken. <laughs> the way he reacted makes me think he did eat a whole chicken. <laughs> Welcome back, folks, to the IO Panel Podcast, episode 20. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. we None of us were really super excited until about five minutes ago when we started talking about food. Uh, and then we all kind of perked up. So uh, how's it going, guys? You have a good weekend? Um, yeah, uh, great weekend, I think. Yeah. Wasn't too bad. Wasn't too bad. Went out to the, uh, went out to, as I like to say, to God's country in yep. uh, West Virginia. Um, Roughing it? Uh, well, you know, I mean, not really. Uh, yeah, if you call Eggo waffles and uh, <laughs> grills and a house roughing it, you know, we camped, mm-hmm. but uh, the camping was in sleep only, and everything else was like perfect luxury. So, so you actually slept outside? I did. Um, Mr. Michael, did I not. did not. Yeah, yeah, I slept. Why not? Did you? Did you like? Were there tents and sleeping bags? Or was it like go sleep, make yourself a nice pile of gravel and curl up? No, James. You know everyone brought tents and stuff, but I already told them ahead of time. I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Not about that life, as the kids say. Yeah, there's a there's a house there. You know that's (laughs) we've we've made progress as a species. Now we have places to sleep and stuff. You know, yeah, we have have shelters, (laughs) so don't really need to sleep outside in some fancy. Dude, these tents are ridiculous. Of course. Uh, tell, tell them about that tent um, freaking Jamie and what's-her-name we're in. Yeah. It was like a 12-person tent. Dude, it had, three it had rooms and rooms. Shit. It had two freaking rooms. And you could it's easily like, stand as, up in it. You know, there's a gazebo in the back, a small basement. You know, it had a root <laughs> cellar. A foyer. Yeah, definitely a foyer. Several stained glass windows. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was pretty, it was, you know, all jokes aside, it was a pretty crazy tent. For two people to stay in, and the other the other couple who was there had another crazy tent. Theirs was even oddly more oddly shaped, but it was pretty 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 interesting. Um, they had a lot of room. It's probably the size like the floor in their tent was probably the size of a king size bed, I think. And so they had lots of room. So it's like a normal tent. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't normal. It, it wasn't anything normal about it then. It was big. I mean, two people, they had, a, they had enough room for two more people to be sleeping between them comfortably, you know? Okay. So, it was pretty good. Uh, my tent was a normal tent. Mine's a three-person t- tent. Do you, were you sp- sprawled out? It, I was like the poor person there, man. I was sprawled <laughs> out, but, you know, I was like, more like, more sprawled in a heap. <laughs> anything else <laughs> kind of unsummary unceremoniously sprawled in a heap just kind of just so, making do 
Were there any like pro campers there, or did everyone buy a tent and a sleeping oh, bag no. for this uh, weekend? The other couple, as always happens. Yeah, the other the other couple, they're pro campers. They had they had all the gear. They had uh like you know the bed, the sleeping mats, the really nice sleeping sleeping bags. Even though it was really hot, they didn't have to use them. They had a crazy the you know the crazy tent and everything else. Um, they had like a jet boil and stuff, but we didn't need it because we had a house we could use to cook in and everything like that. So. <laughs> Well, well, James James was pretty prepared. I mean, he had brought his tents and his uh, all his stuff, you know. Yeah, I mean, I had a bunch of whatever, but yeah, I, I had I had, I had my tent, my my hike, you know, proper hiking boots and stuff like that, or hiking shoes. But it's my those are my daily wear stuff, and I mean, I, I basically all the stuff that I use in my regular life is hardened. No, that's not a good word. Um. <laughs> That overhypes it. It's just all everything I have is like I don't have any non stuff that couldn't go camping, so it's easy for me to bring my camping stuff because just I wear cargo pants and regular regular life, and my backpack when I go anywhere is a is a hiking pack, you know. So, so you what you're saying is you live a combat ready lifestyle as it is, <laughs> and this ready. was just it was like not even an inconvenience for you. Yeah. Did you eat MREs? I did. How was that? How many dirty looks did you get? Um, I got a few from the mis- from the misunderstood. Um, one uh, one of our friends' girlfriends saw the MRE in a bag. It, it, you know, if you've seen an MRE, it's all bagged up. It's nice and neat and easy to manage, and every piece has a component. Uh, it's all broken down, so you know you can easily just pick what you want out of it. And she saw it sitting in its original bag and she said ugh the whole thing disgusts me and i was like what and i'm thinking there's like stuff oozing out of it or something there's nothing it's just all in its bag nice and neat looking pretty and she's like it's disgusting she's like it just gross me out looking at it i was like okay well get fucked you know <laughs> i mean you can't you know whatever hey if it's good enough for soldiers it's good enough for me so mm-hmm. i mean I- i'm not knocking i mean you know people eat whatever they want but Eat this I, uh, dummy. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I like MREs personally, and I'll take any chance I can. Give us your review. Them. Yeah, what was it? Fiesta um, chicken, chicken pesto pasta, which was fucking amazing. Um, and the other one I had was chicken and dumplings, which was horrible. Hmm. Yeah, I had I had a bite of that one. Yeah, it wasn't great. I mean, you know, I mean, it's what you expect, I guess. But chicken, I mean, some white gray. sauce. It was gray. Yeah, it was gray. Oh. It tasted gray. <laughs> so gray with salt. Gotcha. Which is fine. You know? Yeah. So it wasn't like mind-boggling, honestly. Uh, it was just like whatever. Tell them about the gum. Oh, the laxative gum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was that, well, was that MRE, its purpose? The gum in the MRE kits is lax is is laxative. That's really what it is, because eating an MRE on its own will lock you up. It will like give you, it will <laughs> constipate you, and I think it does that on purpose, so you're not taking shits all the time on the battlefield. So you, you chew the gum to loosen you up. The gum like relax, and I don't know. It makes it, it makes your body process all that shit. I don't know. So, what's the time frame? I've never had the gum, so I have no idea. I did okay. give the gum. To my friend's girlfriend, the same girl who said MREs are disgusting. So she can try it at her own leisure 
So she says she's going to try to trick somebody with it. So we'll see what happens. I still want oh, that I've... tiny bottle. I do. Tabasco I have it sauce? set aside for you. Mm-hmm. So I thought you tricked her with it. No, I was, I was going no. to laugh hard. I couldn't. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that to anybody. You I certainly could have, and you should have. <laughs> I'll have to save some. But yeah, I got a good deal on MRE, so I have a bunch of them. So it worked out. Well, good. Was there any weapons fire? No, uh-uh. we didn't. We didn't get our gun off this weekend. Well, that's surprising. A little bit. No. 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 Those don't. That doesn't count. Airsoft guns don't count. Um, wow. And that, that was more like Michael being tired carrying them and sitting down <laughs> and watching me shoot them. Um. Well, yeah, that's okay. But yeah, I mean, no, we didn't get to shoot any real guns this weekend. But it was, it was. I mean, it's always a good time up in that West Virginia. And you know, I was thinking, you know, I'm thinking, Evan, buy a little land out there. Uh, me and Michael were looking three hundred forty-seven thousand dollars, two hundred acres. Start a little alpaca and emu farm. What do you think of that? Well, you lost me at the price, but then you roped me back in with the animals. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. The emus and the, the alpacas apparently are where it's at, man. Alpaca fur is like the most wanted fur in the world, apparently, and it goes for the best price. Yep. So can uh, we raise Martins as well? What's that? Uh, are eating that Martins bird? or looking Martins? Um, fur Martins. Fur Martins. Strictly for profit. Oh, so uh, do you shave Martins bird? or you skin them? You skin them. It's like a marmot or something, right? It's like a, like a They're like ferrets, like a ferret. Oh, you skin them. That means we can make ha- partly we can make a marmot salad or something. Yeah, or, and bone sculptures. And bone sculptures. Yeah, dude, we can definitely do marmots. Dude, I would love to do chinchillas. You know, raising Ch- chinchillas yeah. up there. Get You'd feel nice bad food. about killing them though. I don't give a shit. You're for so our fun. future. Whatever. Get the fuck out of here, you yeah. fucking ninnies. <laughs> Fur is murder. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't give a shit about that. You know? If that thing, if, if a damn damn chinchilla becomes like a higher intelligence that does something other than roll around in piles of dust, then it will earn my respect. But until it does something more, fuck you, you fucking prey animal, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <clears throat> Mike, did you have something to add? Or were you just looking up what a Martin is? Oh, I was just looking up what a Martin is. Okay. He's, he's, he's going to add them to his list of prey animals for yeah. his, for his <laughs> attacks. <laughs> his weekend attacks. The his most own. cunning. They're the most cunning of all weasels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing here. That's a interesting looking tiny animal. Yep. Um, now speaking of being attacked, I was uh, I was attacked quite a bit last night. Mosquitoes? What were what were they called, James? Oh god, like, the moth man thing, lunar moths. Oh, your your oh. arch nemesis, yeah. the harmless moth. <laughs> <laughs> no, these things are like the size of fucking Volkswagens, man. Okay, it was a but fucking, they're still harmless, though, right? It was a Luna, a Luna something? What was it, James? Lunar moth, lunar moth, lunar moth. Okay, yeah, a lunar moth. Evan, these things are ridiculous. It's still a moth. Dude, not it's, gonna, like, it's not a vampire. It's like the size of like a small bird. 
Okay. And it's like flying around. You are the size of many hundreds of small birds. Thousands. You can you, you can defeat <laughs> you can defeat it. Dude, this freaking moth is like two or three of them. And we were by the fire, it was like no lights are on. Oh my god. Don't even get me started on the buzz zapper. I need one of those. Um so they had a bug zapper there. They had two of them on their property. And the bug zappers, dude, they were going ham. I mean, they were, I swear to God, man, you're sitting there and the bug, you, you just be like talking. Then you'd hear, Evan, it would go, it would be zapping something for like 15 seconds straight. Dude, it wasn't just like, it'd be like, like, you're like, what the hell's going on over here? You turn around and look at it and you see like literally a bug catching on fire and smoke coming off it, dude. I'm like, what is going on? This is great. <laughs> I stood there for like 15 minutes at one point trying to get a video of a good one, but I kept missing them. God, it's brilliant, man. Those things are so good. I want one. James is saying he should uh, set up like a like a 24-hour webcam thing on it. Oh, 100%. You should. 100%. Stream yeah. that fucker. People would love that. People would love that. Yeah, there's lots of weird shit out there to watch. Yeah. Like that guy in the corner, Mike? Oh, yeah. What the hell is that? (laughs) There's a YouTube channel of a guy who sits in the corner of his house and streams himself sitting there smiling for four hours every day. No no, no talking, no nothing. Yeah, I've seen that. It's weird. I I saw a link that you you gave me that you gave me there. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. When you said sitting in the corner, all I could think of was like... Um, that movie where the 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 girl goes down the steps with the camera and she's like, "Where is everybody?" And the her friends are in the corner, facing the corner. And I was just like, "Oh," I was like, "Creep me out." I was like, "Oh Jesus!" Was that quarantine or something? <laughs> the Blair Witch, the end of the Blair Witch. Oh, uh, okay. No, uh, Evan. I was just thinking. I was when you sent me that video. I was reminded of. I think I was with you. We saw that guy who was just smiling. No, I don't remember that. I, mean, I was with you, James. I don't remember. We were like at Seven Eleven or something, and there was some guy just there, like smiling. <laughs> we got out of the car, and he's just smiling. And he's inside the place. He's just smiling the whole time. I was like, "What the fuck?" It's like, "What are you so happy about, piece of shit?" <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. So uh, our West Virginia adventures were. Uh, Interesting. I got a little a little crispy, you know, got a little burned. Um I did put on some sunscreen lotion here and there. So I'm not completely lobstered up. Did but, you tell uh, you tell him about the, the about your waffle with a cheesecake slapped on top? <laughs> oh that's no, right. What the <laughs> fuck? Man an ego waffle with syrup on it and then a cheat a whole an entire slice of cheesecake on top of that. <laughs> That's unacceptable. <laughs> it was interesting. You know, so I found I, it quite tasty, but I, in retrospect, what I really should have done was oh, two waffles. Yes, another waffle on top. <laughs> uh, a cheesecake a, sandwich. A cheesecake sandwich. Where the where the you know the meat quote unquote is the is a slice <laughs> of cheesecake. <laughs> and, and the bread is the waffles. That's what we call a savory breakfast. A savory <laughs> a savory yeah. waffle. Well, James, oh instead of using, instead of using uh, syrup, he he put 
cream cheese on his waffle. Yes, I did. Which is interesting. Also, mostly unacceptable. Yeah, that that my friend is a savory waffle. What else did I put on there? Oh, oh no, Evan. I put the cheesecake, tomato, and then a little bit of eggs. So I had like, and then I folded it. I had like a little taco. No, no, no. You put cream cheese, not cheesecake. No, you- cream cheese. Yeah, I had cream cheese, some wa- some eggs and tomato, and it made a little little, little waffle. It's pretty good. Remind me never to go camping with either of you. This was again. roughing it. This is a, the this is the hard life. Okay, we had yeah. fucking ego waffle, you know, cheesecake fucking things. This is exotic, <laughs> crazy oh, the cheesecake. The cheesecake was the kind that's like you know, it has two slices of this kind of cheesecake, two slices of that kind of cheesecake, two kinds of this, two kinds mm-hmm. of that. So the one I had was just like solid chocolate. Oh, that's even worse. I liked it. Dude, have either of you ever eaten a frozen Eggo waffle? Just, like, gnawed on it for a while? Yes. Um, <laughs> and me too. No. <laughs> I I have. When, I, when I was a kid, I did it once. I remember that. Eggo waffles oh. are great. They're they're fucking great, honestly. I don't know what's in them. The special mix has, like, heroin or something. or I don't know. It's, it's good, though. Eggo waffles, are, they hit the spot. And it's hard to fuck them up. Hmm. That's true. Well, um... Since we're talking about food, I'll mention real quick a couple of my my finds in uh, West Virginia. So James uh, yesterday ended up going to a... They ran out to the store real quick to pick up a couple things. And they ended up going to a little local place that's... Uh, it's like a little kind of market, you know, store. Although it's very small. You know, they sell like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But they also have a butcher there. So James ended up getting some cuts of meat. I'll let him talk about that in a second. But what I got, I got this mustard here called Big Rigs Ramp Mustard. (laughs) And it's big with two G's and rigs with two G's. And they're at www.bigrigsfarm.com. I'll put that link in the show notes. Uh, Riggleman. So this is John Riggleman. This is made in uh, yeah, Calvin Riggleman. Calvin Riggleman, there you go. There you go. So um, it's locally, you know, made out of old locally grown stuff, and it's locally made all in West Virginia there, where we were at. So this is called Ramp Mustard, and the reason it's called Ramp Mustard is because it's made with a vegetable called a ramp, which I had not heard of until today. Um, yep. apparently like 20 minutes ago, well, I, <laughs> like five, six hours ago. Yeah. But, um, so they're called ramps, but they're also called, they can also be called a spring onion. Although usually a spring onion is something we call a scallion. Um, it can also be called a wild leek, a wood leek or wild garlic. So kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's made with that. I was, I was like, ramp. I was like, is it made like on a ramp? Like a 495 ramp, you know? <laughs> but so that uh, that oniony garlic flavor doesn't really come out? You said it just tastes like yellow mustard? Like good yellow mustard? Yeah, to me it just tastes like yellow, good yellow mustard. I mean, granted, I only had a little piece. You know, like a little, not a little piece, but a little, you know, a little taste. Maybe if I spread more of it on a sandwich or something. As you proceed to continue to dip your finger in it, mm-hmm. 
and take a spoonful of it. <laughs> <laughs> just no. drizzle the dar, drizzle the jar, and just like tilt your mm-hmm. head back. <laughs> so, so that was a nice find. I like that. At the same store, now I haven't tried this yet, although I think James tried it. There's some, uh, so the same big rigs. They make something just called Awesome Sauce, and it's in a it's in a bottle that looks more like a almost like a hot sauce bottle. And basically, it's kind of like it's kind of like some kind of hot sauce. Like it has cayenne peppers and some other stuff in it. And uh, so James, I know he tried it. Hey James, you said you tried this uh, awesome sauce, right? I did. It, it tastes like a. It tastes kind of like a little, a slightly more developed buffalo chicken wing sauce. Um, mm-hmm. I couldn't. I really can't figure out what to do with it. I'm sure something will come come to me. It was. It's not bad. It's just. I don't know. The buffalo chicken wing flavor isn't like doesn't really impress me that much. But it was it was it was okay. You know, it's a country song, right? What buffalo chicken wings don't impress me? No, that don't, <laughs> that don't impress me much. Oh, uh, I like my version better. Okay. Yeah, it's more. Sp- we're all about specificity. Yeah, more, I like it's my way. Yeah, that's right. Um. Then uh, the last thing I got there, so not not made by Big Rigs, but uh, made by the Patterson Creek Apiary, whatever that is. Evan, I'm sure you know. Bug Farm. There you go. Um, I have this big-ass jar of honey. Now, this shit... Now, I haven't tried any of this yet, but this stuff looks amazing. It says, Pure Blended West Virginia Wildflower Honey. Three pounds. Thousands and thousands of bees had to die for your pleasure. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, they blended them all up, and that's how that's where honey comes ah, from. Ah, <laughs> Jesus. I don't think so. Well, bee, I mean, bees live a relatively short lifespan, and one bee might produce, you know, a teaspoon and a half of honey in its whole lifetime. And that's three pounds. many, many teaspoons. All their you work know, wasted. You know for that you to for a fact, Evan? Or are you your just like paw making that honey? And it's and fa- it's like a fairly bear. accurate. Okay. So I'm looking forward to uh, trying out some of this. Will you try it out live? This Will you do a live training? murderer? Will you jam your hand down into that honey and come out and no, eat? No, 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 no. If I would, I would use a spoon because no. I'm not a total, no. total fucking savage. Use your paw. Yeah, all right. (laughs) Well, it comes with a lid, right? So take the lid off, pour, fill up the lid, and then drink from the lid. What's wrong with you guys? We're trying to make it easy for you. (laughs) Yeah, all right. You don't drink from the lid, man. You just lap it from the lid. Yeah, you lap it. That's correct. Just lap it. I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) So... At the same store, um, James, you picked up some uh, some cuts of meat, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, so they have so the guy who runs the place is na- I don't know his name, but he's the he's the butcher. Um, it was actually started on Kickstarter. They they did a Kickstarter to get the place funded. Really? Yeah. And he wanted twenty five thousand dollars to get it funded, and he reached their goal, and they were able to make it happen. I don't know what he what how much land he was able to get for twenty five thousand, but whatever he did, he made it happen. It's a great little place. Um, and they had they had some. What's it called? It's called Farmer's Daughter. The Farmer's Daughter. The Farmer's Daughter, yeah. In Can was it Can Kikone Bridge? 
Uh, can't I co- believe co- we are in Capen Bridge. Capen Bridge, yeah. Capen Bridge. Coopen? Coopen, yeah, exactly. Capen Bridge, West Virginia. Yeah, Capen Bridge, West Virginia. So uh, we got, uh, he had some top sirloin there that two of our friends got, and, and then I picked up a package of pork ribs and two tri-tip steaks, which were actually quite awesome. The prices there are a little high, but it's kind of like you're paying for, they have a lot of the fancy elite stuff. I mean, put it this way, this 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 place in West Virginia, it's this restaurant is only going to service like people who live in the Washington, D.C. tri-state area and who drive out to West Virginia on the weekends and want that like same stuff they can get here at home. Or people who are like traveling through. The locals probably aren't eating there. It's just too expensive. But uh for me, it's the price is right. You know, I mean it's not the not right, but it's good enough. <laughs> what? So it reminded me of the family guy quote. It was like, How are the prices? Fair. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. It, I butchered the shit out of that quote, but Yeah. It's it, Steve. Whatever. At a big Suey's big and tall fat man shop. Yeah, there you go. The price. How's the air up there? Fair <laughs> or whatever. Yep, like our prices. Yeah, fair, fair, like our prices. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so so that concludes uh, the weekend. Let's yep. get into some news, shall we? So, um. We all may be federal criminals, and so may you be, listeners. In a recent ruling on Wednesday, the Ninth Appeals Court, which apparently holds uh, a fair amount of clout in the U.S. uh, judicial system, ruled that it's now a federal crime under the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act to share your passwords or accounts with uh, people who the service, I'll say the service provider, um, had not authorized, which includes some things a lot of people might use, like Spotify, Amazon Prime Streaming, Hulu, um, Netflix, HBO Go. Although, you you know, I think probably quite a few people do actually share one Netflix account, but... James, I know you have an account that has like 10 authorized users or something like yeah. that or 7. So that Netflix knows about that, so that doesn't really apply. But I know for sure people have like a regular account and like five people use it. I don't think that's going ever going to lead to serious prosecution, but you know, like when Napster was around there were lawsuits against grandmothers and shit. Like, what do you, what, what's a computer? Yeah, we're suing you. Cause your granddaughter, you know, downloaded one song. So it's, there's a possibility there. Mm-hmm. So what it stems from, from what I've been able to, to, uh, get from articles is a, a case where a research firm fired one of their employees. But he used a friend of his's, his is, a My. friend of his credentials to re-enter, I'll say re-enter the network and uh, get access to their 
database of whatever the hell they researched. So that's um, so that so this would make it not only illegal for the guy who did the the getting in, but the friend who gave him the account. Yeah, but I mean, and that's understandable, honestly. Um, I I just think that the the ruling to encompass the broad spectrum of uh, of what is now a federal crime just sets a, an unfortunate precedent, I guess. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to basically broadly arrange people under like a hacking umbrella, even though it's not hacking at all. It's just unauthorized access to, you know, undetermined data, really. Well, supposedly, from what I understand, under the law, if you connect to someone's Wi-Fi network and it's not protected... Mm-hmm. You're at fault? Yeah, if you're, you're... You're a criminal? You know, if you don't have authorization. Right. So, if you are if you connect to Starbucks Wi-Fi, they're like, okay, you know, we have this here for you because you're buying our overpriced coffee and whatnot as James is falling asleep. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> So that would not be an issue because they they are authorizing it. But if you go right. war driving, right. then that's another issue. Exactly. Or like you're just sitting in your your house or your apartment and you just scan all the networks and you say, ooh, this one's open. Mm-hmm. Check this out and connect to it. Unless you talk to your neighbor and they said, yeah, it's cool, then nah. So what if you are a security professional at your job and wireless networks are not allowed? So you go walking around scanning for wireless networks, pick one up and try to connect to it to figure out whose it is or something something like that scenario. But if what what if you work for a federal agency, are you now a federal criminal doing your job? No, I don't think so cuz if you have authorization to as part of your job, you know, to Connected networks. It's really whoever put it up that's at fault, not. But they didn't give you permission to connect to their network. So this illegal that shouldn't have been this, there anyway. This illegal but... thing that's up didn't give you permission to enter its thing. Correct. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I doubt. Hey, I doubt they would charge anyone have, with that. There have been cases where uh, a burglar breaks into a house, gets shot, and sues the homeowner and wins. Yeah, well, that, crazier things have happened. That I don't even understand. So, well, yeah, me neither. Anyways, I don't think any of us are actually going to get convicted of a federal crime for doing that. Um, I don't actively use Netflix or HBO Go, but you know, if you if you are worried about sharing your credentials, uh, I guess it's something to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Evan, though, one thing I will mention about that, you said that, you know, burglar breaks in to a home, gets shot, but then sues the homeowner. So there's another law kind of like that, that I, that I like, or that I find interesting that, and now I don't know if this applies everywhere, you know, maybe it's only certain jurisdictions or whatever, but let's say you, me and James go, uh, let's say we go rob a bank. Or, or no, let's let's say we go rob a convenience store. Okay. All right. <clears throat> and Just then, let me know which one. 
Yeah, right. So hypothetically, we go we go rob a convenience store, and then the clerk takes out a gun and shoots James. Mm-hmm. And then you and I bolt. We're like, oh my god! And we bolt. James dies. <laughs> and then, um, and then you and I are later captured, right? Right. We can be charged with his murder. How's that work? It's because it's uh, it's a law about it's considered felony murder. So is that what that term means? Yeah, so I've heard that before. So that's if someone is killed during the commission of a felony. Then any participants can be charged with it? Mm-hmm. Well, we're the ones committing the felony, right? Right. If we hadn't committed the felony, the person would not have died, right? Who's to say? Or been shot or whatever. But So that's, a, uh, that's an interesting, interesting twist. Um, and I actually saw a case recently. Now, I'm not sure if it was a Maryland case or where it was exactly. But some, I'll say some teenage kids, some punks, you know, I don't know. But some <laughs> young kids, they broke into someone's house. And let's say it was, let's say it was like three kids or five kids or something. They, yeah, they work in packs. Well, whatever it was, they kids, broke into someone's house. Pack and <clears throat> um, this, that's basically what happened. They, uh, they broke into someone's house and one of the, one of the kids who's like a little older and I guess a little batter <laughs> maybe he wasn't a kid maybe he was like a 28 year old man i don't know um i don't i think he i don't know if he got shot and killed or if he shot and killed the owner or something who wasn't supposed to be there mm-hmm. one of the other kids who was like 17 or 18 he ended up getting charged with murder and so now he's in prison like for life even though he didn't even like have a gun or anything that's like a ridiculous. He was just part of the robbery, you know. He was just like there. How fucked up is our <laughs> court system? What the hell? Yeah, it's all things in balance, man. I, I don't... It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So, what were you saying, James? Don't do it. Yeah, no, no. Go ahead. That's fine. Okay. All right. So. Anyway, sorry, I got us a little off topic there. But let's uh No that honestly that made I'm gonna make a note to myself to I was, I was gonna write down be a lawyer. <laughs> nice scratching that out. Lawyer <laughs> be a lawyer. To, uh, to investigate just like ridiculous laws that exist that still cause people to get arrested or go to jail or be prosecuted for something. That just doesn't make any sense. You know who is who is technically a lawyer? Uh, I know several people who are lawyers. Oh? Yes? Well, I know one. Okay. Sort of. Well, I know them. They're, <laughs> I don't sort of I, know them. I know of them. No, I know them. They're just sort of a lawyer. Okay. As in, they went to law school, they passed the bar. Mike's like Hillary Clinton... Yeah, no, it's my, <laughs> hate to name drop, but you know, be my father. Ah, okay. Yeah. Does he practice? He does not. And he okay. he did not for a very long time. So. 
Was he at one time a a functioning lawyer? Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, lawyers can do a lot of different things, right? So mm, here come the qualifiers. <laughs> well, they're not all they're not all defending murderers, you know. Mm-hmm. Right? They're not all they're not all criminal attorneys. Okay, well so. then answer me this because it seems like he's a man who may have some things to hide. Was he involved in Whitewater? Um, I can neither confirm nor deny that activity, that alleged activity. Not a court lawyer. I don't, he must be up to something lawyer. I don't know what a, a what Whitewater lawyer? is. Come on, dude. Is he a, was he a corporate lawyer? Or as you said he was not a public defender. Was he Well, no, I'm saying he, was, he, he wasn't a criminal attorney, you know. Criminal attorney. Did he, was his specialty in bird law? Oh God! Maritime law, actually. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> well, actually, you know, I don't know because he did work for the St. Lawrence Seaway for a while, so he might have been doing some maritime stuff there. I'm not sure. So the <laughs> with your current employer, the sea is in your is in your blood. Oh yeah. Well, you're right about that. Actually, yeah. <laughs> you are correct. I I because of where I work, I now have my sea legs. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> as James <laughs> shakes his head in disappointment, or and or disbelief, I'm not sure which, but yeah, he chews Disdain? on it on a cracker or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you just you just had that gum, didn't you? No. You sure? Oh, it's the MRE crackers. Mm-hmm. They're just saltines, right? No, these are vegetable crackers, vegetable. And you got your um, your mic up or something. Spread. Oh yeah. Crackers, vegetable, and cheese spread. Whatever that means. <laughs> nice. All right. Are you eating them separately? No. So you're eating all the crackers, and then you're going to squeeze the cheese spread into your mouth. Uh, well, I should just squeeze this cheese spread right into the toilet. Cause it's just, uh, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just gonna. I, I put a little bit on the crack. It's just on a race now. It's just on a race through my system. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see who can get out first. You know, start start your stopwatches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gross. Yep, James loves eating those MREs. Yeah. So, anyway, all right, so. Uh, okay, so sharing passwords is a crime. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're part of a, if you're, if you're a felon, if you're committing a felony and someone dies, guess what? You're going to jail, uh, for even longer. So don't do it. Um, Evan, you'll become a lawyer. Yep. And let us know. I will. All right. I'll become an amateur expert attorney. Excellent. In all things maritime and <laughs> aviary law. Yes, please. We need that. We need that bird law. <laughs> we need. Do to- you, either of you actually know what that's from? I say. I say. I say. Yeah. <laughs> that's oh. The freaking guy from. Uh, that's not what I was thinking about, but that's good. Too. I was thinking a Harvey Birdman attorney of law. No, but- man. No, that's not what I was thinking about. He's talking, either, he's talking about good. that guy, the bird, who like either is a bird defending Fry or defends Peter. I don't know which one it is. No, I'm talking about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where Charlie specializes in bird law oh my and represents himself in court. <laughs> I don't think I ever saw that that episode. Okay. Well, That's apparently funny. there's there's plenty of bird law to go oh, around. Yeah. 
Nice. I think bird law is a huge, huge thing. I think you could for you comedians. Could, <laughs> I think you could get. I think you could get certified in that in an afternoon. Um, with a certificate you could order from a website, or just make in word art and print. You could do that. Just like I can order from some website, like a thing that says I am a minister. Yes. For like thirty bucks or something. It's kind of like your star registry. Hey, 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 hey! Let's let's keep the legitimate and illegitimate businesses and certifications <laughs> separated, okay? Yeah, okay. I own a star, and that's all there is to be said about that. <laughs> Do you know what what number it is? No, I don't. Did they tell you? I will have to look it up. Oh, okay. All right. <clears throat> all right. So, moving along here. Um, so in the past, we've, we've mentioned there's a uh, there's a service available called Let's Encrypt. So that's at letsencrypt.org, and what it does, it lets you get a free uh, an SSL certificate, an SSL cert free of charge. So if you're just running a website on your own, you know maybe a blog, maybe a podcast, um, and you wanted to secure the traffic. To your or a site. web store of some sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can go to letsencrypt.org and they tell you how to obtain a certificate for them from them for free. Um <clears throat> another company recently, Komodo, who's also in the cert business, kinda like Verisign is and all these other countries. I mean all these other companies. Jeez. I'm like James over here. Um, okay, quick interruption. I oh. know that everyone's really excited about encryption, but I had to find the thing I was talking about with the bird law. So there's a character <laughs> called the Hyper Chicken from... Uh, <laughs> no, he's... <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh yeah, that, that's something no, else. That's a whole other thing. Um, but no, there's a, a a character called the Hyper Chicken from Futurama, um, and he's got a list of a few of his really good quotes here. One of them is, "Son, as your lawyer, I declare y'all are in a twelve-piece bucket of trouble." <laughs> Dude, this is great. Okay, this is great. I'm gonna send this link. It's great. You sit down and read this shit. Okay, if you like the fucking IO panel. You need to read this because this is canon. This is episode. This is this is IO panel canon. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. Not fan, Not fiction. fan fiction. Canon. So you're gonna you're gonna put it in the show notes. In the show notes, it goes. Awesome. All right. So actually, now we need to put all the references that we were talking about. So we need to put that. I'm already I'm already working on it. Oh, okay. Harvey Birdman. Um. Your your freaking. Um. It's always Billy sunny Witch in Philadelphia. Doctor. Yeah. Yeah, Billy, BillyWitchDoctor.com, um, which may or may not be an actual website. Oh, it's, I'm sure it is. <laughs> or at least it was. <laughs> With one convenient locations in Africa. <laughs> too good, too good. So, before we get back to uh, the the Let's Encrypt versus Komodo stuff... How does Let's Encrypt make money? Uh, they do not. So this is it a charity organization? 
they are a non-profit uh, well it's i i'm if if i'm remembering correctly it's part of the EFF okay which is a non-profit as far as i know okay so let's encrypt founder electronic frontier foundation mozilla foundation and the university of michigan so the three of them founded let's let's encrypt okay so how does Mozilla make money? They don't, <laughs> right? Sure. Or or maybe they do. I don't know. You know, but <clears throat> that is that is not their goal, other than to make money to keep running, right? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it's basically like a nonprofit. That's all. Very good. Thank you. Uh huh. So yeah, I didn't realize. I I thought Mozilla was involved, but I didn't know the University of Michigan. That's interesting. And it says the parent organization is the Internet Security Research Group. And that's a nonprofit. It says 501c3 nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. So. All right. So who sued who? Well, so this is what happened. So <clears throat> there's this whole, there's a, I won't call it a company, but it's a, there's a company called Let's Encrypt, right? And they give certificates. It's been they've they've been announced this since 2014, and they finally started doing it. Um, either I think they were beta beta testing it either late last year or early this year, and now they've and now it's like in full swing, right? Komodo, which is another company, it's like you know it's like Verisign, it's like GoDaddy, it's like any one of these other companies, DigiCert that you can go buy SSL certs from, okay? And that's what they do. Although Komodo, in the last few years, has gotten in trouble so many times for doing all kinds of shady shit. And Such as frivolous lawsuits? Are they just mad because no one knows who they are? <laughs> Maybe. Um, but no, what, the, what, the, what happened was they applied, like... I don't know where where you apply exactly. I'm sure it's you know to the court or something. I really have no idea. But they applied for a a copyright on the name Let's Encrypt. Oh, fuck off! After Let's Encrypt and, existed, yeah, like just just in the last let's say thirty days, they applied for. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, and they're dude. It got so ridiculous. They're the Komodo CEO. Whoever he is was on the Komodo forums, like because people were like blowing them up, being like, "What the hell are you guys doing?" Oh, and then he went on there himself and was like trying to defend their position. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, How you guys can you defend that? Idiots. That's indefensible. Like, what's what? We want more money. <laughs> Done. Don't get in our way. <laughs> yeah. So now, so of course now they've they've withdrawn it. They've said, okay, okay, no, we're done. You know, we're not going to do it anymore. We're not going to go for this anymore. Yeah, there is such a thing as bad publicity. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. That, that's it. 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, dude. Dude, this company, for years, they've been fucking up. You know, I'm, I'm honestly, every time I hear them, I'm like, oh, they're still in business? <laughs> like, I really, I really thought they weren't because they keep on fucking up so much. You know, it's ridiculous. So I'm looking here at products that they offer. SSL certs, antivirus, firewall, 
endpoint security and managed DNS. So that's what they do. Hmm. Yeah, man. And they're just fucking ridiculous. Oh, yeah, they've been fucking up. Yeah, it's like, dude, okay, on their Wikipedia page, there's a whole section here that just says controversies. Jesus. <laughs> it's like semantic, certificate hacking, enabling man-in-the-middle attacks, certificates issued to known malware, the the Chromodo browser, that's right. That actually sounds really familiar. Yeah, that was uh, not that long ago. They were talking about that, and it they fucked something up so bad in that browser that it basically breaks security. Like, every browser <laughs> obeys this now, and that one was like, nah, they're like, nah, fuck that. Something called the same origin policy, which you guys can look that up if you want to. But mm-hmm. it's 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 kind of important for SSL, you know, and just in web browsing security in general. So, so yeah, man, these guys suck. <laughs> I mean, and I'm just, I'm just business doing this. They would, they would at least like not let so many security things through. Is it, is it, is it on purpose, or is it just because they don't really give a give a damn? Like, how can they let so many? How can they have at least? I mean, they're, they're a certificate, you know, authority. I mean, I, I just don't get it. And how can how can this happen? Mm-hmm. How can that stuff no. like? How can that slide through the cracks there? I don't know, man. They're like they're like shady, you know. They're like shady as shit. Right, right, right. Like you think GoDaddy is like bad? These guys fucking suck. Jeez, and GoDaddy's fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah, at least they're not trying to register Let's Encrypt and shit, you know. <laughs> like fucking assholes. <laughs> I wonder if the 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 board just has no idea what else is going on. So someone made a suggestion. To like one of the board members' cousins said, like, "Hey, you guys should should uh, copyright Let's Encrypt." Like, yeah, we should. That's a great idea. And they're just idiots, and they're like, "Oh, oh, we fucked up." Oh, you're giving too much credit, Maybe, man. man. They, they did uh, I'm that sure. on purpose. They, they they definitely did it on purpose. They wanted to see if they could slip one by a nonprofit organization, so then they could shut them down or take or find some sneaky way to take control of the business. Or or force them to change their name and lose the notoriety that you'd get from a name like Let's Encrypt. It's so easy to remember, and people in the I mean, I remember when we looked for one for our one of our for our business. You know, that's the first place we went. So was Let's Encrypt. So it's just very, I don't know. It's 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 obviously an attack, but it's just like so poorly planned, and so it shows like a like a huge lack of understanding of the community. You know, because people are, you know, it's the internet, dude. People are going to be John Blaze over this kind of stuff. Like, they're going to lose their fucking minds when you do stuff like this. That's happened before. Another, I can't, I'm trying to think of the company's name. Another company pulled the same shit a different kind of way. It's a, it's a, this is probably a tact, a well-known tactic, and we just don't know about it. Are you thinking about when Apple uh, tried to patent rounded corners? Um, That's a good one. Yeah, that's a that's a good one, um, but no, there's another company that tried to patent something that another company was doing, and the name of their product, like just to be a dick, and of course it, they had to they had to mm. they had to drop it and pull it out, but I can't remember what it was. I can't remember who it was now. Hmm. Awesome. Yep. So. Oh well. Don't do business well, with, with Komodo, guys. <laughs> yeah. Dragons aren't real. 
Exactly. But criminals are. Correct. Yeah. Uh, speaking of criminals, let's move on to... Facebook! <laughs> exactly. So, Evan, you want to talk about this one? Yeah. Uh, just a, a mention, um, I think we're all familiar with WhatsApp uh, and what they recently did for their, their chat application offering uh, end-to-end encryption. Well, Facebook owns them, and they are following suit with the Facebook Messenger app, which I have yet to install and will not because it's super annoying. And that's all I have to say about that. So, um, Super annoying, huh? Yeah. I just want to use the goddamn mobile website and check my messages, but every time I click on the fucking me- on the middle one with the text bubble... If someone messages me, it takes me to the Google Play App Store to download Facebook Messenger, and I can't look at it unless I do that, and I'm not doing that. Ugh. It's probably a setting, but I'm very stubborn, so fuck that. That's horrible. And Yeah. So Facebook Messenger is uh, beginning to offer end-to-end encryption, but it's not on by default. A lot of people have problems with that. Uh, I'm not one of them. If I were to ever choose to use it, I would not have a problem with um, turning on encryption as long as I knew about it. So as long as they make it known that it's there, I don't really have a problem with it. Um, they, uh, One of the spokespeople said they want people to be able to use Messenger for every conversation that they want to have. Now, I think we all know that Facebook logs everything. So if you type, uh, you know, a comment or post something or are, are chatting, even if you don't, if you type out, you know, some words or some sentences and then delete it, they still capture what you typed in the first place, whether you sent it or not. So if you're using this, uh, end to end encryption feature, they can no longer see your, uh, the content of your conversations, um, which, you know, is good for security minded people who are making the mistake of using Facebook to communicate. Um, but you know, I, I don't know it. So apparently it will work on one-on-one conversations. It does not work yet for group conversations or videos or sending payments through Facebook, which is apparently a thing, um, or chat bots. So all that coming in the future, I'm sure. Uh, overall, I think it's a good thing, and just wanna just wanna get the word out because I know a lot of people live on Facebook. So the more secure you can be, the better. Yeah, I uh, I saw that they were doing this, and uh, you know this is this is definitely good. Um, but you know, of course, they're just following in the footsteps of Apple with uh, Apple's iMessage. And uh, Google announced something similar with, um, I don't remember, it was called Allo or something? Yeah. That's yeah. the chat Is that released yet? No, not that I've seen. There's okay. Allo and there's the other one, the the video conferencing thing. It's not, none of them are out yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, <clears throat> yeah, I definitely think this is a good move. Um, of course, like you said, though, you have to, um, you have to turn it on. Yeah. You know, so I'm sure the vast majority of people will not. Yeah, no, you're right. 
just because they wouldn't but, even know that that setting's mm-hmm. even in there. You know, it's the uh, on on one of my other podcasts I listen to. They always talk about the tyranny of the default setting. Yeah. So mm-hmm. whatever the default setting is, that's that's what it's going to be. You know, people aren't going to change it. So. Yeah. True. That's only the true. security conscious. But that's yeah, okay. I I change Sorry. very few default settings, but I do change some mm-hmm. for some applications. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I change all kinds of settings, especially related to security. Um, like in even in my web browsers, like uh, like in Firefox, I don't accept third party cookies. You know, ooh, and um, I enable the do not track feature, even though. It's kind of bullshit because the website still has to honor that. So if it doesn't, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, it can just ignore that. Right. So well, better safe than sorry. Yeah. One of those things. Yeah, it's like turn it on just just in case. You know, just because. Um, and of course, I just turn off this in the in all the web browsers. I turn off the setting to um, automatically save your passwords. Mm-hmm. You know, just because I usually use uh, LastPass, which is more secure. Right. So yeah, so you mentioned um, they were following following after iChat. How long has iChat been encrypted? A while, right? Yeah, you know, I'm not sure to be honest. Um, hmm. Okay. Apple's i iChat slash iMessage or iMessage, yeah. Um. Yeah, you know, I don't know how they were. They were the first, though, right? Uh, I mean, there's other apps that you can install that do, you know, fully encrypted communications, but I don't think anyone really uses them like Telegram, at least not in this country. Right, right. Now there's other there's other apps like uh, I forget what it's called, like Signal or something, or or Mm -hmm. the company that makes it. It's probably listed in this Facebook um, article. I did not see any other companies oh, mentioned. Okay. Well, anyway, there's um, there's another app, but it's kind of like you know standalone. Like it's not Facebook, it's not this, it's not that. It's mm-hmm. its own app, and they do encryption and all that. And I think that's what Facebook is actually using in their app, like their like technology or whatever. Okay. I want to say it's called Signal. Um. <clears throat> but yeah, you know, I don't know how long Apple's been doing encryption to be honest. Um although Apple's doesn't get as good as high a score on the security rating scale or whatever because Apple still has the keys. Right. You know, so Apple can actually decrypt it if they want to. You know, or if they're they're ordered to by the court or whatever, you know. Mhm. Okay. Um and, you know, then I was thinking, oh, well, maybe Apple doesn't keep a copy of all your stuff, you know, of all your iMessage stuff, but, but someone does because... Yeah, they do. That's Isn't that part of what's uploaded to uh, to 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 their cloud, your, your phone backup or whatever? Well, yeah, if you have the iCloud phone backup turned on, then I'm sure that's getting, um, that's part of it, you know, it's getting sent up. Um, yeah. I have that turned off. Like, I don't upload anything to Apple, like iCloud-wise. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> um, 
I don't know, like on my phone, if I, if let's say I've, you know, I've been talking to someone for a long time, like, I mean, days, weeks, months, you know, you have like a thread in your, like, messages app or whatever. Mm hmm. Sort of. So if you, um, so if on my phone, if you scroll back far enough, the messages aren't actually there and it'll reload them. Like, it has okay. to download them for a second, like the old messages. So I'm like, where's it downloading it from? Yeah, Google yeah. Hangouts does that. Yeah, Google Hangouts does that, too. Well, we know that's not encrypted. I mean. Yeah. But this new Allo thing, I guess, will be. You have to keep an eye out for that. Yep, yep. And, it's, uh, you know, Allo, I get why it's called that, but in English it kind of sounds stupid. Yep. <laughs> So, you know, I'm not I'm not all that happy with the name, but that's okay. Don't worry, they'll change it. That's okay. They, Google changes the names of everything. <laughs> True. Uh, all right. So, what else have we got going on here? Something about TP-Link, which when you said, "Do you guys know about the TP-Link story?" Uh, I was thinking about something different. So, I don't know uh Oh, okay. About that. Well, here's the deal. So, there's a company called TP-Link. They make low-cost home routers. So, this is like routers, wireless routers, wireless access points, etc. I have one. I have several, actually. TP-Link. Yep. Okay. I'm a fan. Okay. I've I've never had one myself, so I can't say if they're good, bad, whatever. But, um, so here's the deal. So on some of their older ones, like, I think if you bought a brand new one today, it's, this doesn't apply, but I guess some of the older ones, um, so on the router itself, it'll say, go to this URL and then the username is admin and the password's admin or whatever. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you know, on most routers, you can, you go to, you know, 192.168.0.1 or one or whatever it is to load the router's configuration page on TP-Link to make it a little bit easier for people. They made it a domain name. I mean, you could still use the IP address, but they made it a domain name. So the one that they've been using is tplinklogin.net. And then if you have a, an, a Wi-Fi uh, extender, they have tplinkextender.net. Hmm. So if you plug in the the router, you know, on your home network, and then from one of your computers, you can just go to tplinklogin.net, and it takes you right to the router's login page. Um, apparently they so they TP-Link fucked up and forgot to renew the registration on those domains, <laughs> or or maybe they don't care. I don't know. Um. So someone else, so here's the thing, someone else grabbed them, of course, right? Naturally. And the, if you go to the site, apparently it says, um, yeah, I'll sell it back to you for $2.5 million. <laughs> each, each, you know, because there's yeah. two of them. So from what I understand, though, if you bought it, like I said, if you bought a brand new one today, there's a... There's a new URL, so they use a different URL now for their. So, do they think that people couldn't like 
read through the manual and type in the IP address or they just didn't want to put the IP address on the bottom or maybe they thought you might have multiple networks. So that might already be configured, and if you go to this website, it'll I, alleviate any conflicts. Or I think it's just to make it easier for people. Mm-hmm. You know, like instead of, I mean, they could have just put an IP address on the on the back of these things. I don't know why they did a a domain name, but whatever. That's funny, though. It is funny, but I'll be honest. It doesn't actually. Here's the thing, though. It doesn't actually matter. Right. Because if you have one of these routers that uses one of these URLs, if you can plug it, or if it's on your network right now, you could you could still type in tplinklogin.net, mm-hmm. and it should still take you to the router's login page. Right. Because the router is the one, you know, 99% of the time, the router is the one answering your DNS requests. Right. Yeah. And it would already it would have that in there from the factory. Yeah, it's hard coded, you know. Yeah. So, I'm sure it's in the Etsy hosts file on the on the router, you know. So it would. uh, So it doesn't matter, you know, unless you changed your DNS on your local machine, in which case that wouldn't have worked anyway. So you know, unless they had registered it in public DNS to like one nine two one six eight dot one dot one, which hopefully you cannot do. But yeah, good luck. <laughs> but who the fuck knows, right? Yeah. Uh, I can. I have one of the cheap, cheap routers from them, mm-hmm. so maybe I can check and see if it's in there. But on my uh, my main router, I loaded it with um, DDWRT, so whatever factory setting it had is oh, okay. Gone a long time ago. Well, on at least in this article, they show a picture of the back of one of these routers or the bottom of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it actually has the link, like right there on the bottom. Like it says, default access, HTTP colon slash slash TP link login dot net, and then it says username admin password admin. Mm-hmm. You know, right there on the, uh, it was probably the bottom of the router. So kind of interesting. Nice. Yeah, so that, I just thought that was funny. They, they lost funny. their domains. <laughs> I mean, maybe they said, ah, screw it. It doesn't even matter. You know? I would, honestly, if they pursue, like, legal action or, like, try to settle with whoever bought them, I'd be surprised. I, You know, if, if I were involved in the company at that level making those decisions, I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck it. It won't matter anyways. We, we got got. Yeah. I mean, if it really affected something, like if people all of a sudden were going to malware sites or something, I would say, oh, no, you know, they might have to do something, but it doesn't actually affect anything, so right, it's not a big deal. Yeah, just funny. Yep. So in the sake of uh, engaging everyone, um, James, would you like to talk about Omega Force or Pokemon once you wake up? So my topic's... I was eating cheese crackers. My topic sounds so, so boring compared to what, and so non-technical. It's like I'm like the entertainment reporter of the IO panel. (laughs) (laughs) Michael's like, so the TP link, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh. Yeah, the domain registry. Pokemon. And you're like, Pokemon. Pokemon. (laughs) Um... Pokemon yeah, Go. So 
just to put this into perspective, I did not grow up with Pokemon. Pokemon was a thing that was popular right after I was out, out of that age of playing with that kind of stuff, and I didn't watch the cartoon. So I don't really know anything about Pokemon except for, obviously, if, you, if you're if you on the web, you've probably seen, like, Charizard, Squirtle, Pikachu, you know, whatever. Team Rocket, like, they're part of memes, they're part of the whole internet's insanity, so you've seen all of it. Um, basically, internet, uh, Pokemon Go, they came out with a trailer last, like, late last year, that was basically, like, a commercial showing people, like, going around and doing, playing this augmented reality game, catching Pokemon in the real world, very popular, very cool, and, uh, kind of exciting, uh, but then we didn't hear anything, and now it was an open beta in, not open beta, excuse me, like a field test in Australia and New Zealand, I think. It seemed to go over pretty well. And now it's released to the public. You can go download it. And now that people have it, it's not like any other Pokemon game. Uh, I guess the old Pokemon games were turn-based combat games. So, along with the ability to catch and train your Pokemon. This game, you do everything by going here or there... And that kind of thing. So, I'm not going to do a great job explaining it because I downloaded it and I couldn't figure out how to get past the first screen. Uh, I did <laughs> sign into it and I made an account and I made a character. The character creation and the making a character, uh, which is the same as character creation, the character creation screen is awesome. I mean, that's really cool. The graphics are nice. They're awesome. Um, you feel like... Uh, I opened it up at, my friend's, at our friend's parents' house we were camping, and it saw the little shitty man-made pond that was on my friend's parents' house, and it was like, oh, there's a squirtle in that pond. Go get it, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, I thought that was kind of cool. I can see how it's it's taking good advantage of augmented reality. Uh, the company who made it for Pokemon, they are actually Nanantic, and they made Ingress for Google. So if you're familiar with Ingress, this is basically all the data sets and all the models from Ingress. They just took them and overlaid Pokemon on top of them. The only thing they added in was the character creation screen and a lot of some of the and some of the more advanced game mechanics with training your Pokemon and fighting for gems and that kind of thing. Okay, that makes sense cuz I was actually pretty amazed when when you said you know, you pointed it at the little pond, and it was like, oh, there's a squirtle in there, which made me think yeah, it recognized that that was water, which is fucking awesome. But then you're like, oh, Google, you know, someone made this yeah. for Google and, you know, used all their data. And exactly, I was like, oh, yeah. okay, so that's why. It doesn't, so really, really, like, people are like, oh, my God, go, Pokemon Go is amazing. It's not, it's just a rehash of a game that was out two years plus ago, you know, and is still out called Ingress, which is a fun game. If you feel like doing lots of running around town, okay? So the way Ingress worked was you would have to go to a certain area. Like, let's say there's two sides. I don't know what the sides were called. I played the game for like a week and never really understood it. (laughs) Um, But there's two – well, I understand it, but I I played it and I just didn't – I'm not the kind of person who lives in a big city and walks around everywhere. So I couldn't make any heads or – I couldn't do anything with it, but – what you would do is you would go to like the blue team's zone or or a location, and normally that location was a statue, something in a public space, that kind of thing. So you'd go there, 
and then you would like push you would tap on your phone screen and tapping your phone screen would like raise your your group's power levels and lower the enemy's power levels so what they did was they automatically kind of routed they made the, the data sets were such that like public spaces public public buildings places you could walk into for free things like that no dark alleys no cliffs no dangerous stuff but all those public areas that were easy accessible automatically are points of interest in these in in ingress and the same goes for pokemon so what they did was they pulled out these little zones where you would have where you'd have to tap the screen to make the enemy's territory go away now you have a pokemon gym at these areas okay now this is leads to an interesting story which i have to find a link to to put in the description but i read about it this weekend so a uh, police department in australia put on their facebook page they said please please be careful no they said the the post says something uh, roughly i'm not giving a direct quote but i will put a direct quote in the show notes or a link to one but it basically said please do not enter the police station while playing pokemon go you know it was like <laughs> <laughs> you will well, no, be they shot. said that it's funny because honestly i got to give the police department credit they were so fair and balanced about this and not dicks about it but they were like, please don't enter, enter the police station to play Pokemon Go. All you have to do to activate the Pokemon Gym is stand outside the police station. And don't worry about those sand shrews. There's enough for everyone. Apparently, sand shrews, sand, sand shrews spawn at the police station. And people, so people are going there and going in, trying to capture the sand shrew, trying to go, trying to capture the um, Pokemon gym. And it got so ridiculous that they posted that on their Facebook page. Uh, but they were really good about it and where they were kind of like, they were like, have fun catching them all, you know, and obviously whoever wrote it understands Pokemon and is from that kind of age group. So they got it, you know, uh, I, I thought mm-hmm. that was pretty good. So uh, let's see. So far, um, there's been one fatal car accident with a guy playing while he's driving. Um, that's one bad thing about this game. It allows you to play while you're driving because your character will basically run behind you as you're driving and you can capture Pokemon and do things while you're driving. So people have been doing that. You know, people stopped in the middle of the highways to catch stuff. A kid in Seattle, I think, found a dead body, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. What up? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Can't see a dead body. Moving in on my turf. Basically. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, really interesting. It's kind of, the, the nice thing about it is it's going to help a generation of kids get out and play. And it's going to ex- inspire the next generation into showing them a world of augmented reality. And I think... This is going to be the game that Ingress should have been, where Ingress didn't capture uh, this level of publicity. Pokemon Go has already, its its presence in the world has already driven up uh, Nintendo's stock price 10%, which is huge. It's massive on a weekend, you know? Um, it's, is Pokemon yeah. a Nintendo thing? Yes, Michael. Yes. Oh, okay. I don't know. You never seen the older, like multicolored Game Boys—red, yellow, blue, etc. 
It's makes an, sense. Yeah. Makes sense. To correspond it's, with Pokemon Red, Pokemon Blue. I thought it was just the the cartridges. It's an, it's an, <sighs> not it's the a units. No property, Michael. Um, Michael is not a avid uh, Poke person, I guess. And a, apparently, neither am I. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. Uh, it's gonna help kids get out. It's gonna help. It's gonna inspire them to do stuff with augmented reality, which I think is awesome. Uh, it's gonna challenge other companies to do cool things with augmented reality because this was such a big success. So, um, it forces you to walk to hatch the eggs. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you have to like, if you want your eggs to hatch, you have to walk. I think that's great, honestly. I think it's really good, and I'm sure they didn't design it with the thought of like, oh, people are gonna walk, but. Um, it's very, it's cutting edge and been very successful so far. They had one server outage early on, but it's back up and everything seems to be working now. So we'll see what happens, but that's Pokemon go in a nutshell. So there's a link. I'll add some more. I saw a couple of, uh, funny things regarding that one post was like Nintendo in the last 24 hours has done more for childhood obesity than Michelle Obama did yeah. in eight years. Yeah. So, I hate to say it, probably, probably and, more uh, than any president's it, wife ever. Yeah, and that was you know that's that's been one of her things over both yeah. terms is like healthy eating, get out, run around, play for you know an hour a day or whatever. Maybe that was an NFL thing. I don't know. Yeah, each, but the other each one, first lady, they give them a cause. You know. Yeah, they give them a cause. It's not from their heart. No, I feel like they're, childhood- they're told. This is your cause. Issued- I feel like child- <laughs> Betty Ford. They told her to drink. Uh, <laughs> that was her cause. I feel like childhood obesity has, at least in my lifetime, has been every every first lady has done stuff with kids, and obesity seems to always be at the top of the the top of the charts, just because it's a it's a real problem in America. Um, and obviously, it's the thinking, right? It's well, we're not going to go into a whole thing about childhood obesity, but it's, I mean. This is approaching it from a different way. So um, there's a, a our friend told us that. Well, she said a buddy of hers called her after he learned about the game and said, "Yeah, my son just asked me to go. Said he wanted to go on a walk. He's like, this is crazy. He's like, what the hell's going on? You know. But the problem is he's gonna be holding his phone in front of his face and walk into the street and get hit by a car. So you know, not not it's a good thing, yeah. but maybe you know, be more careful. So I don't know. Well, one way or another, that that problem will take care of itself. Y- yes. <laughs> Either he will lose weight or not exist. Yeah. So, anyways, the other funny thing I wanted to mention was uh, from a Facebook post uh, a friend of mine made saying he installed his girlfriend wanted him to install Pokemon Go, so he installed it and then asked. He was like, "How do I move forward?" And she said, "You walk forward." He's like. Uh, nah. And then it was done. <laughs> Sounds like something I would say. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, do what? Yeah, and, nah. You know, and you know what's funny, right? I walked around. I mean, I was sitting there. I downloaded it, and I was sitting looking, and I was like, how the fuck do I get this thing to move? And I'm just, like, poking at it, hitting it. I was like, I can't figure this out. And then I gave the phone to a friend of mine, and she started walking around with it, and she's like, Oh yeah, this is how it works, you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just kind of you know, it's it, it's cool. I mean, I like the concept. I'll probably turn it on at work and try to see what I can catch, you know, but mm-hmm. see what I can do. But um, instead of working, you know, I got gotcha. you. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, when I go, I take a lunch break and I'll go walking. So maybe I can hatch some eggs. You can make the rounds. Yeah. Very good. So what? Uh, what the hell's Omega Force? Wasn't there a movie called Omega Farce? Um, Probably. But it's also the uh, the elite special ops team in the movie Canadian Bacon. <laughs> that, yes. That is sent into Canada. <laughs> it's like, no, it's just a rock in my shoe. Doosh! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you guys haven't seen that movie, that's a great movie. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah, they're like, send in Omega Force. He's like, oh! like, but we've never used them against Caucasians before. <laughs> yeah, that 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 movie that movie is great and the that the omega force itself is like one of the standout things about it is like they're just literally just like basically running across the canadian wastelands or whatever you know like the like the like they're just they're, they're running down a hill a grassy hill yeah they're just on foot the entire time like in the like as a background kind of plot device that's going on it's just crazy, man. But they're funny. It's really funny. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. No, so, so the Omega Force book is about uh, it's the usual kind of a trope between these books that you read. If you if you're into reading sci-fi books, um, I enjoyed it. You know, Michael listened to some parts of it while we were driving to and from West Virginia. Uh, it's basically like. Guy sees crash space shuttle, space, or sees crash ship, climbs on ship, then ends up in an adventure with aliens, and that's that's basically the plot. You know, I thought it was pretty good though. I mean, it's it's I don't know. I, I kind of rate my books by whether you're sucked in and you go crazy, or whether you relax into the book and you can just you know have fun and live in that world and not think about anything. And this is that kind of book. It's not. It's not so riveting as the last book I told you guys that I really loved, uh, Sector Eight. Uh, it does have some camp and cheese to it, but it's pretty. I yeah, mean, it's kind of it's, it's kind of corny. Yeah, but, but it's, it's easy to yeah. it's easy to listen to, easy to read. Exactly. You know? So, and there's about and here's the the plus side to that one is there's like eight Omega Force books. So for me, I like to get into a book that has lots of other books, lots of other like sequels. So I can stay with the characters for a long period of time and not have to wait like six months or a year for the next book to come out. Was if that, there's going to um, be a next one. Was that the first book we were listening to? That was the first one, Omega Rising. Okay. Excellent. Very cool. And uh, and where would someone procure this book if they wanted to? Oh, easy. AudibleTrial.com slash IOPanel. Fantastic. Yep. Is there any bonus that you might get with the book? Um, free 30 days? Such man. as yeah, it being free, oh, free perhaps? 30, yeah. Free for 30 days, and cool. you get to keep the book forever yeah. and ever and ever, whether you stay a member of Audible or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So go, go, to that, go to that URL. We'll put it in the show notes. It's on our website. Go to that URL. Sign up for a free account. Pick any book you want. Omega Force is a good starter book. And if you don't, if you say, ah, this isn't for me, you can cancel cancel Audible within the first 30 days. You won't be charged anything. And you'll still be able to listen to that book for as long as you want. It's yours to keep. So, very cool. Very cool. 
Fantastic. In a seamless transition, shall we talk about some uh, some Star Trek developments that should should probably not have happened? Oh boy. Um, well, this is just kind of an interesting thing from the sci-fi perspective, and as a as a fan of Star Trek, um, I kind of find it odd. I I didn't ha- I don't I don't have an well okay so I'll I'll tell you what I think after I'll tell you what it is. So uh, the guy who plays Sulu, uh, I can't remember his name. Because I'm not very good at being a reporter, but uh, it's in the link here. He he chose as a with J.J. Abrams. Uh, he chose to make his the, the character of Hikaru Hikaru Sulu um, gay, and in the next movie he will have a partner and a child. So and they're gonna it's gonna be it's not gonna be forced on you. It's gonna be kind of like. I don't know, like, let's say hypothetically, he'll meet Kirk somewhere and he'll happen to have his partner and child with him. And it'll be like just a side kind of a thing. And, and, and everyone who's people who've seen it already say it's really well done. Um, I don't have a problem with it. I, I think it's like an extra thing they don't need to focus on. But I don't have a problem with it. because I kind of accept the fact that and we had a debate about this last night while Michael was asleep in the chair um, with another couple. But I kind of I'm kind of under the impression that a society like like the world of Star Trek where there's no money and every, it's like this socialist utopian socialist wonder world um, where there's no money and no military force really, except for these exploring ships that you'll probably have these crazy, you know, you'll have gay couples, like a, a gay couple. That's just a husband and a husband with a kid will be like some traditional home at that point. Like a non-traditional home would be like some polyamorous, all kinds of craziness because it's, you know, we're talking five, 600 years in the future of man. So I think that's a reality. I don't have a problem with it. It's normal to me. It doesn't bother me. Um, using the, the odd family will be a man and a woman using traditional copulation techniques. Yeah. That would be weird. That'll be probably be weird. You know, that'll probably be like how, how quaint and antiquated. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but, uh, so you'd think, because George Sakai, you know, who pl- who used to play Sulu, you know, they did this. They said we want to celebrate what George Sakai did by making uh, the character Sulu gay. So when what Sulu Sulu found out, and George Sakai found out, he kind of went to this newspaper and he told him. He said, "Well, it's very unfortunate." Because it's uh, kind of a twisting or a molestation of Gene Roddenberry's vision for who that character was. Um, in, in the original Star Trek, that. he does have a daughter, um, but we never hear Wait. about the wife or anything. Yeah. So I think, and here's uh, here's here's uh, George Sakai. He kind of in his article. He kind of leads to the fact that, well, the character has to go back into the closet to follow along with the timeline. Honestly, I tried to use this defense last night with the couple who I was explaining this whole thing to, and it doesn't really float water for the non the non Star Trek fans. But if you're a hardcore Star Trek Star Trek fan, then you probably will live by the concept that the Star Trek that we see in the movies 
even though it is technically a reboot, it's not really a reboot. It's a it's an alternate timeline, or it's like we went back in time, changed something, so things are different now. But it still implies a couple of things about homosexuality and about Sulu. One that for the uh, for some of the events in the in the actual canon in the actual previous movies to happen, he has to go back. He has to go into the closet. And now become straight because there are scenes where he talks about a, a you know uh, the standard nuclear family in other in other movies. So that's one thing. The second thing is if he's not gay and it's not mentioned anywhere else in any other part of the canon, even if they don't mention anything about a family or anything, but he doesn't mention ever mention being gay at all, then it's assumed he's in the he was in the he was in the closet during that time. Or that he kind of flips the gay switch on and off and is gay a choice. So I, I kind of get where George K might be coming from for for this. I mean he's he's a huge advocate for the LBGB, LGBT FIG community. FIG, what is that? I don't know. I was just throwing F legs legend behind it. Fig Newtons, our new yeah. sponsor. That's right. <laughs> they are the LBG the most GT <laughs> I was supposed to be like the most friendly, the gay friendly snack we all love to chew on. Oy. What? Oy. I like I like Fig Newmans myself. Hey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, you guys are both so, fans. What do you think? Uh, I think uh, I didn't realize that the uh, that J.J. Abrams and the actor both sort of had some say in it. I thought it was like a studio decision, no, kind of last minute. So, thing. I understand where they're coming from that they want to sort of pay tribute to George Takei, but it—I don't think it adds anything. It doesn't yeah. take away anything, but it's not—it doesn't explain like some mystery that that's been in his storyline for for the last you know two movies or anything. And yeah, it's a reboot sort of, um, but I mean the original character. If they want to pay tribute, I would probably say stick fairly close to the original. And he wasn't gay. And if George Takei was not gay, they would not have made this new Sulu gay. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. There's Their motivation is strictly because George Takei is gay, and George Takei is not one. He's not interested in it. He was he, he says he was friends with... I mean, he's obviously been close friends with Gene Roddenberry... Up until his death, you know, because <laughs> mm-hmm. you can't be friends with someone who's dead. But, uh, you know, he knew the man very well. He was close friends with him, worked with him for years, and, you know, understood in great detail what, Su- what, who, what, who and what Sulu, Hikaru Sulu was. So for him to now say that this is kind of a, a twisting of what Gene's vision for this character and this part of the, of the Star Trek universe was is, you know, and really, he didn't say bad taste, but you could tell he's not pleased with the whole thing. And, you know, he says that, he's like, Gene, Gene Roddenberry didn't have a problem with, with, you know, gays or homosexuals, and he was a, you know, he was all about the lesbian and gay community at the time, you know? So it's not a matter of, like, he didn't have a problem with it. You know, George Takei, you know, he came out in 2005, and, you know, he didn't, it's not like he was, like, 
oh, I'm on Star Trek, I can't be gay. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. You're right. It doesn't add anything to me. It just, it's just another thing that they're kind of forcing down your throat, and you're like, why? You know? I think it's now going to turn into like a backfired, not a publicity stunt, but they were probably counting on him being like, super supportive and be like, Oh, this oh is great my. to see such, you know, a progressive character in sci-fi. And now he's like, why, why would you do that? And they're like, Oh shit. Yeah. And now they're locked in. Now they have to yeah. do it. They have to do it. And the thing is, here's the thing. Oh, there's all those people. There's those SJ, those, uh, SJWs out there who are going to be like, yeah, this is a great idea. Yeah. 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 You know, and those people who apologize for everybody else in the world, every time something goes wrong, they're going to be like, yeah, you have to do this. This is the right thing to do. Why would you, why, why isn't there a gay character? You know? Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a huge thing. It's a kind of a weird thing to me. That's a problem there. Um, there's some, I got something else too. When you guys are done with this, Mike, what do you, I mean, I, I don't have much else to say. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the movie regardless, but okay. Yeah. Um, so I'll throw this in for our game theory section, and I'll put the link in there. Apparently, there's a show called uh, uh, there's a YouTube channel called The No, and it has two it has a, a few hosts. There happen to be two female hosts. I don't know their name. One of them is very famous. Her name's something Turney, Emma Turney, Emma. I don't know. Uh, she has blue hair. Anyway, so. <laughs> These two, they have a they have a thing. So they they covered they just recovered an article that was written by a person who a female who's kind of complaining about Battlefield, the Battlefield One game and the Battlefield series. Basically, the complaints were, um, and the two people wrote in the article. Two people, one person was interviewed for the article, and one person kind of gave their thoughts. One of the people who, who wrote was covered, uh, who was reported on in the article, was a former uh, programmer, developer at EA, who worked on Battlefield 1. And the complaint was that there were no female characters for you to choose from in multiplayer. Okay? And they said, and so the people from the know who are talking about this, they kind of said, well... There are female characters in Bat in in uh, Call of Duty and in Titanfall and in this and in that, um, and so I kind of watched this guy talking about it and he was very upset about the whole thing. But his points were right, which is like it's not a matter of female characters. Battlefield is not based in a fictional universe, you know. It very rarely is. Uh, there's only one Battlefield series that happens in a fictional world and that's 2142 and it's that game's almost eight or nine years old mm -hmm. if, if more that more than that so every battlefield game though is based on a war that happens in our reality okay not and and in our reality at least in america women don't play a combat role not until recently and that still hasn't actually happened yet so and there's i think there's maybe a few militaries where women play a combat role but they're the minority for sure yeah, um, Israel. Yeah, Israel. Yeah, exactly. And there's probably a few other small, you know, places, but otherwise, Israel's the only one that I know of. So, um, there's a big complaint about that. I just kind of want to put that, just kind of put the idea out there for the the zero women who listen to the show that 
you know, Battlefield is not a sexist game. It's just realistic, you know, and it's kind of unfortunate, but there's no women fighting in World War II. Apparently there's a, a group called the Brigade of 5,000 or something of 5,000. It was 5,000 women soldiers who fought on the front lines in Stalingrad or something like that. It was the, apparently the whole thing was a propaganda stunt and it lasted for a year once they realized nobody cared, you know. Um, that was in Russia. The Russia Russians mil, Russian military did that, um, hmm. but they're the only ones. And if you compare that number to the number of men who fought in World War One, I, I think it's like eleven million or something like that, or maybe forty-eight million. It's some crazy number compared to like the five thousand women. So it's like this huge gap. It's not even a noticeable amount, and there's no Russian troops in the game. So um you can play as a female care or you do play as a female character in the single player but you cannot select the female player in the multiplayer and the reason is not a sexist one the reason is you know realism you know that's just the facts you know we have enough historical evidence about world one to be sure there weren't any women running around in trenches so that's all well very good thank you for the synopsis Mm mm-hmm Uh, I put a couple of links down here in the, in the extra section, just as a reminder for anyone who listens. Um, if you don't look at the weekly show notes, there's lots of, uh, information in there, links to the articles we read, um, just extra stuff we might just mention quickly that, that actually has a lot more information that you could be interested in. Um, uh, three links for me. One is motivational. I should have put that in quotes, uh, wallpapers. It shows <laughs> some really funny wallpapers. Um, it's, you know, you see like an ocean with a single sailboat that would normally say like, follow your dreams, but this one's like suck a dick. So just like <laughs> fu- funny shit like that. Um, another, another link in there is, uh, a, a guy from Cambridge university wanted to show people how a processor works, you know, like your, your desktop or laptop processor. And since they're so small, it's often very difficult to conceptualize. So he turned a room into a processor, Cool. put a bunch of, you know, transistors and showed you how they're linked together, LEDs, you know, memory cards and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's pretty cool just to look at the pictures, but the description is you know, pretty interesting as well. Um, and thirdly, a Taiwanese steel company uh, admitted to dumping a massive amount of toxic chemicals into the ocean, which resulted in over 100 tons of dead fish washing up on Vietnam's shoreline, uh. um, affecting four different townships or provinces, whatever, whatever they're called over there. Um, but there have been, uh, you know, other than lost money because those were like fishing villages, um, it's been claimed that the ecological damage, uh, could easily take 50 years to come back from, from like between Taiwan and Vietnam. Hmm. Interesting. So we'll see how long it takes for people to forget this ever happened. Uh, because they want cheaply manufactured goods. I need my sneakers, yo. Exactly. Yep, and this uh, this extra microphone I have right here, made in Taiwan. So I inadvertently contributed, although 
Probably not really since I've had this for a while. But who knows? It could have come out of that factory. Uh, another thing to mention is... Uh, basically, I'm a Volkswagen fan. And for for all the the flack they caught about the diesel admissions and they they paid you know 12 billion dollars in in damages and reparations and all that stuff uh, it was pointed out that GM also last year or within the last year had a a flaw that actually killed people in some of their vehicles and they paid um god I don't remember the number but it was something it was you know say $2 billion or something, you know, much smaller. And the, the monetary penalty that's going to be, uh, enforced on this, this, uh, seal factory for basically probably wiping out several villages, um, is $500 million. So there's, it's kind of, kind of just fucked up to think about the, the, Huge variation in crime versus cost. Hmm. Just in general. Not necessarily having to do with Volkswagen, which is the best car manufacturer in the world. Oh, yeah. They're numero uno. Yep. Volkswagen Auto Group, man. They own every, damn near every good car produced. Mass produced, at least. <laughs> Well, well, we'll sure we'll go with that. We'll do a special Volkswagen episode. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, actually, one of our uh, one of our friends this weekend when we were on our thing, they had a Volkswagen. They had a Touareg. 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 So the the, <laughs> the the Pokemon car accident is actually fake, but I discovered an equally good good story of uh, playing Pokemon Go and getting robbed at gunpoint by three guys who apparently used the game uh, on their phones to find and rob nine people. Because <laughs> <laughs> they thought all the people playing this would just be easy marks. I, apparently they were. They, I mean, they they robbed nine of them. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually pretty pretty good thinking. Yeah. Unfortunate, but uh, it's, it's a clever idea. Yeah. Hmm. Awesome. Anything else uh, you guys want to talk about before we wrap this episode up? Uh, the Volkswagen Touareg is made at a plant in Bratislava. Oh, well, that'll do it. <laughs> awesome. For a, sold for a nickel. <laughs> I w- you can open your own hotel. That's right. Exactly. Apparently, that's in the country of Slovakia. So there mm-hmm. you go, Bratislava. That's just funny. So, oh my gosh, it looks like there's about one, two, three, four, five. Maybe there's about sixteen. Well, oh, and there's a good amount of of quotes and things from Twitter. Uh, I'll read you this Gizmodo cover uh, title. Sore legs become a pandemic as Pokemon Go players accidentally get exercise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so nice I put that in there, but yeah, it's a walking game. Um, 
So we put some links at the bottom of our uh, show notes here under the extras section. Uh, like Evan said, he put uh, he put a couple things there, his wallpapers and whatnot, fish death. Um, James put a couple things down there. I put a couple things down there. Uh, we were talking about felony murder earlier, just randomly. So I put a, li- a link to the Wikipedia article on felony murder. So anyone who's interested can check that out and read about it. Um, I also put a video. This is kind of related to the things that have been going on in the country for the last, well, I was going to say the last week. It's been going on longer than that. But the uh, all the shootings that we've been seeing involving cops and um, traffic stops and people being arrested and shot and whatnot. Um, so there's a country music star who I've never heard of called Coffee Anderson. Mm. The white guy. <laughs> and a black guy. Oh, and a blues guitarist. The name perhaps? gives it away. Coffee Anderson. <laughs> and he uh, he made a video that says this is how to act during a traffic stop. Basically. So it's an, how was how well was it received? It has gone viral, and it's so far has racked up twenty four million views. Um. So I put a link in the show notes there to a Yahoo article that talks about it and then has a link to the video. So it's pretty... Thank you. Pretty crazy. So 24 million views. Now I'm looking at it, it says 29 million views. So um, so I haven't actually Very watched impressive. this yet. Uh, it sounds interesting. Um, so yeah, just something, something to think about. It's not probably not a bad idea, no matter what what color or anything else that you are, to uh, you know act a certain way when you get pulled over. You know, now I'm not saying anyone who got pulled over or arrested or shot or killed deserved it or did anything to deserve it. Yeah, but, why are you victim blaming, Mike? <laughs> I totally am not. Um, but typical. But I am saying that uh, just in general, anyone who gets pulled over by the police should probably act a certain way, you know, no sudden movements, etc. And I'm sure they talk about all that in this video. So, But what if you're tweaking hard? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, then you're fucked. Then you're, then you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Jesus. just something to take a look at. Very good. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I put a link to the um, the mustard... Mm-hmm. That's what's really important. The Big Rigs. Uh, well, I put a link to the Big Rigs website in there, so they have the mustard and the, the awesome sauce and everything else. Uh, so you guys can take a look at that. I Actually, I just saw on their website they have something called wasabi ketchup. I bet that's delicious. Yeah, and there, Please it's, it's, get it's some. It's the only thing on their website that says sold out. Oh, perfect. And they didn't yep. have any at the store. Well, yeah, they only had like three things at the store. Or maybe like five things. On their website they have like thirty things. They have a bunch of stuff. And you can you can buy it online. So we'll be keeping an eye out for that. Yep. Very good. Uh any other last words, James? Um Any plans for this week? Anything exciting going on? No, nothing nothing exciting for me. Sleep, hopefully. Nothing exciting for me neither. Yeah. Always good. It's working and living. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Complain more about Ghostbusters that. as the week goes on. Oh, Ghostbusters, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, we'll see. We'll see how that pans yeah, out. it's early but. days. All right. Well, if that uh, if that's everything, thank you all for listening. You can, uh, as always, check out our website, iopanelpodcast.com or iopanel.tech, T-E-C-H. You can email us at feedback at iopanelpodcast.com. Get us on Twitter at, uh, what's it, at iopanelpodcast, Mike? That is correct. Is that the full name? All right. Um, via Facebook, we actually have a Facebook page now, although uh, still working out the kinks, but it is there. You can message us individually on Facebook since you very likely know who we are. It's not creepy. It's okay. Um, yep. So until next time, go like our go week. like our Facebook page. Yes, please, please. Right now we only have robots liking it, and uh, yeah, we'd actually like to get some real people liking it. So uh, and, please, and some page please go visits. like it. Yep. Well, with all that being said, once again, thank you for listening. Have a good week.